Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So tonight, the title of tonight's message in particular, tonight's teaching is the Holy Spirit within. The Holy Spirit within. All right? The Holy Spirit within. So let's start here with our first point, and it's more of an outline. More of an outline tonight. There are two groups of nine in dealing with the Holy Spirit. Two groups of nine. Okay? So what is that? In connection with the works of the Holy Spirit and the life of the believer. The first group is the nine fruit of the Spirit. Now, I don't know if everybody knows what these are, where these come from. We're about to do a verse that will explain exactly what the, the fruit of the Spirit are, what the fruit of the Spirit is. But the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, they are a result of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. So when you accept Jesus, check this out, stay with me. When you accept Jesus, you have the capacity for love, joy, peace, and the nine, all right, fruit of the Spirit. Why? Well, because your reborn human spirit by the Spirit of God now has the capacity to do those things, to walk in those attributes, okay? Does that make sense? So the nine fruit of the Holy Spirit, they're a result of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. Jesus comes to live in you by the Holy Spirit, and you have the ability to walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. We're going to get into the fruit of the Spirit here in a minute, okay? Now, the second group of nine are the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are a result of His infilling power. Does that make sense? So His indwelling presence is the fruit of the Spirit. Now, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, His power comes upon you and lives within you, and that is the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so two, two groups of nine, fruit of the Holy Spirit, fruit of the Spirit, or the nine gifts of the Spirit, okay? Now, once again, the fruit of the Spirit are the manifestation of the fruit of the born-again human spirit resulting from the Holy Spirit's presence inside of you, okay? So the Holy Spirit comes to live in you when you accept Jesus, and then you're able to operate in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. Look at this, Galatians 5.22 this is in the New Living Translation. Look at what it says here. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. That's great. Faithfulness. What else? Gentleness and self-control. There is no law against these things. So let's, go, let's start back at the beginning of those verses. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now, I am a, I'm a big proponent of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to get more into the gifts of the Holy Spirit tonight. We're going to talk about what they are for those that don't know. It'll be a review for others. But I'm also a man of character, and I always believe that first things first, as a believer, you've got to learn to walk in the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are powerful, and they can be life-changing. They're amazing. They are, they are a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's power. But a manifestation of the Holy Spirit's presence, once again, are the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and that's so important. Why are the fruit of the Spirit so important in our lives? Well, you've got to deal with people every day. 
we got some business. There's, there's a young lady that's working on her business. We have some business owners. Do you all have to deal with a lot of people? How many employees do you all have? I've asked you before. But you've probably grown. 70 employees. So to some, that's a small, that's considered small to medium-sized business. To me, that's a big business. Because the church here, um, we do several different things. We have office staff. And we have staff for uh, Victory Center Christus, Christian Academy. And I think we have right now about uh, close to 20 employees. Close to 20, including contracted labor and those that are full-time and different stuff. But we have office staff. We have VCCA staff. We have children's pastors, this and that. And we have pastors. So 70 is a lot. So it, let me ask you guys something. Y'all stay with me, Okay. In dealing with 70 people, is everybody's personality the same for all 70 employees? Are they all the same? Can you, deal, can you talk to them all the exact same way? So there's eight, eight office staff and 62 drivers? Oh, so 70 total. 70 is everybody. Wow, that's amazing. You need, you need God's wisdom in dealing with people. Because there's a lot. Um, Barry and I were talking about this recently. And I remember this. I used to work in a, just a, a job that was not ministry related. Okay. So when you're in jobs like that, people's language is different. I don't come to church and deal with my staff and expect anyone to be saying curse words, not even accidentally. And they don't, right? And we got great staff. They're, they're magical and they're a blessing. We have great church members in English and Spanish service. But we know this. Being in the ministry, we are more compelled to decide that we're going to walk in the fruit of the Spirit here. Now, as a believer, you're going, to walk, you're going to try to walk in the fruit of the Spirit wherever you work. Oil field, there's one of our daycare workers, and you do different things on the side. And it, do you still work at Walmart, Mika? You work at Walmart? See, Walmart's a different dynamic from even Connect Group, isn't it? Walmart's a different dynamic from you volunteering at the church, and you volunteer. Um, Mauricio, I believe he's, in, uh, he's an electrician. So his work there is probably different than here at the church. Do you still work for the Hobbs School, sis? Man, how long have you worked there now? 26 years. I remember seeing you there when I was in high school. So, yes, that has been a little while, but 26 years explains it. Well done. You are very stable. Very stable. So there's different jobs. Uh, Sophia works for herself. So she deals with different kinds of people. Okay? Now, Jen, Pastor Jen, she's, she's the senior administrator of the daycare and she also pastors. So she deals with different kinds of people. Now, many times we're working here at the church and we have to outsource and deal with people that are not believers. But do we still need to walk in the fruit of the Spirit? Yes, because we're dealing with another human life that is important to God. And the Lord knew this. He says, I, imagine this. The Lord says, I can, I can change your spirit, your, give you a reborn human spirit so that you can be more like me. That's what that's for. Okay? So, I love it that the first one on the list is what? Love. 
That's a commandment, isn't it? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, everything that's within you, and love your neighbor as yourself. So love is so important. By love, everything else works, huh? Right? Faith. Scripture says faith works by love. That's interesting. And love casts out fear. Wow. And love covers a multitude of sins. Yes, ma'am. Same page. Yes, ma'am. That's right. So it's amazing how it starts off with love, and that is by the Holy Spirit when your spirit is reborn, okay? That is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in you when your spirit is remade, all right? You're not the same person you were before Jesus. Does anybody in here remember how different they were before they came to Jesus? Does anybody remember? You remember, huh? If we're honest, we say, yeah. See, I was blessed to be able to accept Jesus at a young age, but it, it changes you completely, especially if you let it and you work on it, and you've got to let the fruit of the Spirit flow in your life because I'm going to tell you right now, all nine of these don't come naturally to us, do they? Uh-uh. They don't. All nine of them do not come naturally. We've had times where we were working in different ones of these, but all nine at the same time, wow. That's very Christ-like. You have love and then joy, peace. Oh, that's so important. I've been to some believers' houses, not here. I've been to some believers' houses, and they're very kind people and good people, but there's no peace at their house. Maybe they're allowing something in their home that is offensive to God. I don't know. There's different reasons. They're not spending time with God. I don't know. But I've, Pastor Jen and I, we went to a lady's house. It was early on in our marriage. I'll never forget. And we just, we were learning boundaries back then. But it seems like somebody contacted us on our day off on a Friday. That's crazy now in hindsight. And we drove out somewhere in the country and went to their house to cast demons out of their house. Do you remember that? On a cold day. Seems like it was around Christmas. I don't know. But I'm thinking in hindsight, I'm like, man, we, we would not do that right now. I'd be like, sis, we'll see you later or come to church faithful and we'll talk or we'll talk to you after Wednesday night service. Well, we went on our day off to go cast demons out of their house. Well, why was there no peace at their house? There would be no way that you had any idea. You could just conjecture, right? You could just have some guesses. Well, they, they loved having horror movies at the house. I strongly recommend against horror movies for a number of reasons. They will rob peace, but the horror movies are usually perverted. They're demonic. They bring fear. They're creepy, man. So if there's anybody in here and that's one of your things, man, talk to the Lord about it. It could be robbing your peace. Not could be. If you're watching it or those kind of movies, I, I can promise you it is robbing your peace. Patience, my goodness. I wanted to just, I, I feel led to just linger here on the, the fruit of the Spirit tonight just for a little bit. Patience is so important. Man, you got to deal with people. You got y'all got to deal with kids. You got to deal with neighbors. Man, some areas I I feel like God has really given me a gift and I'm patient. In other areas I just can't wait and I'm impatient. Kindness. Got to deal with people in kindness. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. What's the next one? Goodness. Faithfulness. That's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yes, some believers even ha don't understand this fruit right here. They're miserably unfaithful. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit to show up. Wow, to show up and be steady and be consistent. What else do we got? Gentleness. Self-control is huge. Many people do not have self-control. There is no law against these things. And so explaining to you the work of the Holy Spirit and unlocking the gifts that the Holy Spirit has, this is so important because before we get into the gifts, you say there are the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You need those in your life. You've got to learn to walk in the fruit 
of the Spirit. Okay, and that's from the Holy Spirit's once again, His indwelling presence. Now, let's go to 1 Corinthians 12.7. And let's talk about the gifts of the Spirit, which are a result, once again, I'm repeating myself a lot, of His infilling power. So you have His presence, which brings the fruit of the Holy Spirit, right? His infilling presence. And then His indwelling power, which empowers us to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But the manifestation of the Spirit, I went to New King James Version because I feel like New Living Translation just isn't the same on these. It really waters down the gifts, and it comes across totally different. So we're, we're in the New King James Version. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of whom? Of all. You guys, is anybody in here into superheroes at all? You like the superhero movies? Pretty cool. I like, I like, I like the Marvel movies, you know, as a whole. As long as they're clean and stuff, I like those. But you notice even in the secular realm, the worldly realm, when they have a superpower, they feel like with great power comes responsibility. I think it said that in the, one of the earlier Spider-Man movies. And they want to, as a whole, when they're good guys, right, they want to help people. It's not just for their benefit, their gift. Now, when they have a gift, they can use it whenever they want. Now, here's the difference, though. This all goes back to the Holy Spirit. So it's as He wills. Okay, I remember years ago talking to a believer and he said, man, I just wish I could, could control the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, that sounds weird. That sounds like a superhero or something. What are you going to do with that? Like show off, do tricks for people, read their minds. I mean, you know, whatever, know stuff about them or heal people. That just sounded odd. I said, man, I wish I could just control the gifts of the Spirit. No, check this out. It's for the benefit of whom? Once again, all, all for your benefit and for others. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, the word of wisdom. Hmm. To another, the word of knowledge through the what? Through the same Spirit, all by the Holy Spirit. What's the next? To another, faith by the same Spirit. Let me just throw something out there. I believe that my, I've watched my dad over the years, and the gift of faith, a supernatural Spirit, the Spirit of God operating in the gift of faith, I've seen it operate in my dad's life. Now, we all have faith, right? Scripture says we've been given the measure of faith. Now, the gift of faith is like exceedingly supernatural faith over and beyond what you normally have. It's that simple. I remember watching Dad were operating in a gift of faith, and he would say stuff, and I was a kid, and I had faith, but I was like, wow. I remember him coming over here with a minister in the early 90s and walking around this property. There was nothing here. And they, said, they were saying, we're going to have a debt-free building here. And Dad said, we're going to have a church here someday. This was 1991, fall of 1991. And we're marching around this property. And Dad says that he and his friend, who was another pastor, they were out here, and somebody walked by. And they asked him, there's gonna be, they said, there's going to be a building here. Can you see it? And I don't know if God let them see in the Spirit, but Dad claims that that person turned around and their eyes got big as saucers and they went like they could see a building here there was nothing here and then they took off really quickly so i don't know if it freaked them out i don't know if god let them see in the spirit if he was manifesting what dad and, and his friend were talking about but a gift of faith was on dad and then dad started saying this is going to be debt free i remember I, I was a teenager i was a young teenager thinking man what what is debt free 
I even knew people had to get loans to build big stuff, and this was going to be a big building. Well, guess what? In 1993, they started building this building debt-free, and it fell down, just about killed people. There was a windstorm in that spring of 93, and they just started, but God took care of everything. Dad was injured here. He got out. He had a punctured lung, but God healed him. Turns out Dad had signed a paper for workman's comp the day before, so he was covered by the insurance. Just God took care of it. But it was like God saying, look, this happened, but I'm going to show the world that I'm big and I'm going to bring it in. And to this day, dad says, I don't know how we paid for that church. One guy showed up one day with a paper bag full of money. Dad's like, I didn't ask him where he got it. I just took it. The guy said, this is for you, pastor. It's for the work of the Lord here. And dad said, I'll take it. Well, there was a gift of faith operating in dad's life. Now, the gift of faith works along or works in tandem with the gift of working of miracles. Because when you have a supernatural gift of faith, then what? The sky's the limit, right? Whatever God leads you to do, it's going to get done. So that was, I just want to give you a side note. We'll be talking about examples of the gifts of spirit that I've seen in my life, in different people's lives around me, mom and dad's lives. And this was, this was a gift of faith. I just saw it. It was amazing. And here it is. This building was built debt-free. And the next building, we built it and then paid it off in a few years and this property's debt-free. And then somehow there was an oil well that dried up. I remember dad and them praying, Lord, we need that property over there. The oil well dried up, sold it to us, like they say, for a song. And now the whole block belongs to the church because God had a plan here. It's on a state highway, and he had a plan. God was thinking of you years ago when he was speaking to pastors saying, build a debt-free church. And that's all dad would say. And he talked about it for years, debt-free, debt-free, debt-free. And you know, dad's like Trump in one way, for sure. He repeats himself. My dad gets a theme, and he goes, it's going to happen, debt-free. Debt and y'all know, whether President Trump irritates you or not, the guy's an interesting fellow, whatever, but he repeats himself, and he's on point, and he has a theme, make America great again, or whatever, and he repeats himself. And dad's that way about his faith. And I saw God operating in his life with a supernatural gift of faith. I remember mom talking about it, too. It was so interesting. So faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healings. Do you see that? Gifts of healings by the same Spirit? I believe that gifts of healings means there are different gifts to heal certain kinds of ailments. I've seen certain men of God that can just empty a, empty a sanctuary of can cancer patients. Or everybody that's in a wheelchair with a twisted spine, God uses them to heal them. So certain there's gifts tailor-made to heal certain kinds of sicknesses. So gifts of healings, okay, by the same Spirit. Let's move on to another, the working of miracles. Once again, we'll get into this more later, but the working of miracles many times works with the gift of faith. We've seen people, I've seen people over the years, read, read stuff over the years, the working of miracles. There was one man of God. Gosh, I just I went blank on what it, oh, Shambach was his last name. Shambach, man of God, got to meet him one time. He's old school, he used to be in the tent rival, revival meeting. He tells a story about how, and it was verified, he was driving on a road, and they came to a bridge, and the bridge was too narrow. So somebody stopped on the bridge, and there's a semi coming toward him. And he, I guess he'd come over a hill, so he's headed toward that vehicle on the bridge. So can you see that in your mind? He's driving. He's about to hit a vehicle that stopped on the bridge, and there's a semi coming, and he didn't have any time to react. So the bridge is overcrowded. 
He says he cried out and said he kind of had a, he was a big guy. He was probably 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, big old guy with a big old belly. I remember Reverend Shambach. He said all he could do was say, Jesus, and he kind of preached like that. He'd just scream. Well, somehow he passed through and didn't touch anybody on the bridge. True story. He passed through, and then you know what? He stopped on the other side of the bridge, and of course the semi-driver stopped on this side of the bridge, and then the person over there with the messed up car or whatever, they were all looking at each other. And so he runs back across the bridge and says, what happened? I passed through. Why didn't we get in a wreck? And the semi-driver says, when I saw your car coming, I didn't have time either, and I had to stay my lane because I couldn't hit this other person. I had to go, and you were in trouble. And he said, as God is my witness, I saw the bridge stretch out. He said, it stretched out, and there was room for three vehicles. And he said, you passed on one of the sides of the vehicle. I don't remember the story if it was between them or on the other side. He said, but I don't know what you did. And, of course, he's a minister. He said, I cried out to Jesus, man. And the guy said, whatever you did, the bridge grew. You passed, and it went back to its normal size. So that is a work, working of miracles, okay? To another prophecy, powerful. To another discerning of spirits. What is discerning of spirits? We'll get more into that later. Discerning of spirits is for motives. It's also discerning if it's the spirit of God or even if it's spirits of demons. You can tell what kind of spirit it is. You can also discern a motive of somebody. Say, man, their spirit's not right. Their heart's not right. My mom always operated in a strong gift of discerning of spirits. She just knew stuff. She would tell me stuff. She's like, don't be around that person. There's a problem there. There's this. We've got to pray for him. And sure enough, it would come to pass. It was true. Strong discerning of spirits in her life. What else? To another, different kinds of tongues. Have you noticed not everybody speaks in tongues the same way? Those of you that have heard, heard people speak in tongues. I also mentioned this briefly last week, I believe, that sometimes people pray in tongues and it's another language they've never been taught. Sometimes it's a heavenly language, okay? So it's just the Spirit of God's flowing through you, okay? Different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. I've been in church services where someone spoke in tongues. It was quiet. And then someone interpreted what they had said, and it was a message for the church, the body of Christ, or it was a message for somebody in particular. I love this, though. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as who wills, as he wills. So big factors, the same Spirit of God, all these gifts come from the Holy Spirit, all nine of these gifts, okay? But it is as he wills, not as I will. Now, the gifts of the Spirit can work in anybody's life as a believer once they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? It's by the Spirit of God. But we see this, though. This is interesting. Leading up to the time of Jesus, we saw that there were seven gifts of the Spirit in operation in the Old Testament and through the ministry of Jesus, seven. Can anybody guess which two gifts of the Spirit were not in operation until after Jesus went to heaven? Tongues and interpretation of tongues. Why? Well, he had to go to heaven so he could send the Holy Spirit, huh? So that people could speak in tongues. And Jesus didn't speak in tongues. He prayed. He was God in the flesh. Scripture says he was given the Spirit without measure. So seven of the nine gifts were in operation in Jesus' life constantly. That's why he knew what people were thinking. That's why he would work a miracle. That's why he had supernatural faith. That's why he was healing all kinds of sick people all the time. Now, remember, you can lay hands on somebody in faith, and they can be healed. 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to mislead you guys in any way, and I'm not going to go much longer. I don't want to mislead y'all in any way, but you don't have to have the gifts of the Spirit operating to get stuff done in the kingdom of God all the time. For example, many times in church settings, many times, God relies on the teaching of the Word, and people got to develop their faith, hear the Word, and believe. Now, it doesn't mean that the Spirit of God does not move in churches, but the Spirit of God, the wor- all of this stuff, it is for the church, but it's also for the world. And it's a sign to the world when the gifts of the Spirit begin manifesting. Now, they're, they're supposed to manifest in the church. They are, okay? But many times as believers, we see that God wants us to have faith and believe. Now, the Spirit of God can move as He wills, okay? That's why you'll see somebody come to church, and they'll have some amazing miracle happen sometime. They're an unbeliever, or they're a new Christian. I've seen that in my life, where they, they had some amazing miracle, and we're like, man, we've been in church for years, and that's never happened to us. And God's going, I want you to believe. I want you to believe in faith, okay? So, you can get your miracle one of two ways. Just by believing, and believing, and believing, and believing, or the Holy Spirit moves, and takes care of it just like that. We wish he was just always moving, taking care of all of our needs constantly like that. Miracles and different signs and wonders all the time. And I believe we're going to see more as we progress and as we teach about this. God's going to confirm his word with signs and wonders, okay? But once again, one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills, okay? Now I'm going to get into something else just real quick. Yeah, I need, I need to just be, I, I need to be about done here. Um, 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 let's do this. Quick review. Second point of the outline, helper and comforter. That's Holy Spirit. This should be in the Amplified Bible. John 14, verse 16, if they have it. I don't know if we have it in the Amplified. She did. Excellent. Excellent. Look at Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. A comforter or a counselor? A helper? Look at this. What else? Intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Isn't that a great translation? That he may remain with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Welcome. Take to its heart. So the world can't receive the spirit of truth. They can't welcome. Welcome him. That's crazy. Last verse in this text. Verse 18. Did she go that far? Because it does, I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, or helpless. Isn't that awesome? I will come back to you. So Jesus is saying, I'm going to come back to you, and I'm going to send send the Holy Spirit to you. That's God. Remember, the Holy Spirit always lifts up Jesus because they're one and the same. Okay? And the Holy Spirit's always going to point you to the Word. So there's two groups of nine tonight. And our second point was helper and comforter. And number three, he is our guide in life. Our guide in life. Just a little outline. John 16, 13, and I'll wrap it up with this. About ready to go. You've you've received a lot of information tonight. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, which is what? The whole, full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority. That's powerful. I need to say this to someone, and then we're going to pray. Maybe to several someone's. Remember, God will not contradict his word. And if the Holy Spirit's speaking, he's always going to line it up with God's word. He's never going to contradict. Growing up, I remember some people that would get too spiritual and they'd go, yeah, I know what the Bible says, but here's what God showed me. Well, it doesn't work that way. 
God kept it simple for us. It's in written form, and we know that God is not going to contradict his word. Can you imagine? God, God told me to just go ahead and um, God told me to just go ahead and, and kill somebody. He said to do that. No, he's not going to tell you to do that. I mean, you may have to do something in self-defense. I don't know. You hope not ever, but God's not just going to tell you to do that. Okay, God's not going to tell you to violate His word. Oh, God told me to hate Him. No, that's not what Scripture says. He said to walk in love. So He's going to lead us into all truth. Okay, are there any questions before we pray tonight? Any questions at all? Let's bow our heads 